Hello and welcome to the Coach's Cup. This is Sonia Green from Sonia Green Coaching. And today I have our guest coach, Aaron Woodruff, who is, get this, a a coach for high achieving women married to introverts. That is such an interesting (laughs) niche, Aaron. Tell us about yourself. Hi, Sonia. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's so good to be here. So yes, I'm a time management coach. I work with high achieving women married to introverts and to help them find happiness in their marriage and fulfillment in their own life. And as you can guess, I am my ideal client and (laughs) I am married to an introvert and it took a little bit of navigating to figure out how I wanted to show up in my marriage and for myself and Once I really started just taking care of myself and my own needs is when I actually really started finding the most joy in my marriage as well. So now I really want to offer that to as many people as I can. So you're an extrovert, I take it. Yes. Okay. So I I am an introvert. We talked about this before. I am an (laughs) introvert married to an introvert. And, you know, I don't need any coaching for that. We are both happy to be quiet and sit at home and not have to go and do anything. (laughs) Which is so wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I I guess I never really, until until, uh, I talked to you, I had never thought about that. But that's a really cool niche because I'm sure- that it happens quite a bit. I'm sure you have plenty of clients. Oh, yes. <laughs> and just by the laws of nature, right? Opposites attract. So yeah, chances that you're married to an introvert or opposite of what you are on the social spectrum is probably high. Yeah. Well, that's not actually our topic for today. <laughs> We've got what we're going to talk about today is reconnecting with yourself which is an awesome topic. And I think that one that will be useful for all of us. So you said that when you were thinking about this topic, it brought up, you thought about this because of the journey that you took. So tell us a little bit about your journey to reconnect with yourself. Yeah, I think that I love this topic for so many reasons. And I think it's super invaluable for everyone. And where I fell into my niche now, but in that whole process, I had to really reconnect with myself because I think when we have the ideals of being in a committed relationship or in a marriage of any sort, you do want to be unified. You want to do things together. You want to combine your assets or whatever it is. And it's really easy to lose yourself in the marriage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this could go for motherhood as well, or in business. There's so many places where we tend to lose ourselves. And I had been married for a few years when I realized that I just really wasn't that happy. Not because my marriage wasn't going well, or I didn't love my husband, but I just realized like I wasn't being fulfilled in the way that I had used to fulfill my own needs before I was married. And I think that's a really interesting paradox. We think that marriage is going to solve our problems. Yeah. And that the other person is going to be there to help us connect with ourselves. But it's actually the other way around. The more we can connect with ourselves, the better we can show up in our marriage because we're bringing our best self rather than always asking and waiting for the other person to fill our cup. I had never really thought about that, but it occurs to me that when we get married, we might get a little bit lazy because we <laughs> expect our partner uh-huh. to start doing that for us. Mm-hmm. I, I hadn't really thought about that. 
Yeah. And that was definitely something for me just, and I always go back to the introvert extrovert spectrum, Mm -hmm. because when you're dating, you're going out, you're doing things, you're trying to see each other in various scenarios. And then in marriage, you just settle into something a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more lazy. And I realized like my extrovert needs weren't being met anymore. Yeah. And I thought he was the problem and I thought it was him. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So how did you, how did you go about solving this and reconnecting with yourself? Well, there were so many things, but first of all, I had to really understand what I needed and that is going to vary for so many people. But uh, one question that I asked myself a lot is how can, who am I if I remove every single thing outside of me? Because when we do lose ourselves and we're trying to reconnect with ourselves, Mm -hmm. we usually are identifying as a role that we're playing. So like I'm a coach or I'm a mom, I'm a wife. Mm -hmm. I, you know, there's a whole bunch of roles. I'm a CEO or I make the ice cream. I clean the laundry, whatever it is. And so if you were to remove all of those labels, all of the parts outside of you, who's left? Mm -hmm. Like, who are you at your core? And that was a really telling question for me because I had to do a lot of introspection and realize I am really happy with the things, those roles that I'm playing, Mm -hmm. but I am missing something. And I had to really search what was that. And it was just the need for creation and connection, Mm -hmm. like connection with people and doing things and creation. And now as a coach, it's fun because I'm creating all the time, creating content, creating podcasts, you know, all of that. And I'm finding so much fulfillment from that. But it took that introspection of like, what do I need to do to feel fulfilled? Yeah, I had a moment like that. A long time ago, when my two oldest children were small, Mm -hmm. um, I was, I hadn't gone back to school to get my PhD yet. I was just teaching part-time and I was at home and I started doing like things that just, I would have never thought I started taking cake decorating classes and, you know, doing all of these things. And I was like, why am I doing this? And Mm -hmm. finally, a friend cornered me and she was like, you've got to go back to school. It's time. And so that was my aha moment that, yeah, she was right. I needed to do that. But it was because I was doing all of all of these things that were not not necessarily unlike me, but Mm -hmm. it was just I could tell I was trying to fill something. Yeah, which I think that is a really good point you bring up is that sometimes we have to, or not have to, but we can ask the people outside of us that know us the best. Mm-hmm. If we're feeling lost, if we feel like we can't reconnect, or if we're doing things and we don't understand why, ask the people <laughs> around you because they know you really well. <laughs> yeah. And I, I didn't even ask her. I think she just got tired of me bringing her decorated cakes. And she was like, no. <laughs> You're like, this isn't you. Yeah, no. <laughs> And what a great friend, because she could see that you were searching for something. Absolutely. And once she told me that, it was like she'd given me permission. You know, it was just this huge gift, Mm -hmm. but a moment of clarity. So how did you go about getting that moment of clarity? Did you journal? Did you meditate? Like, what was your process? Those are really good questions. I did do a lot of 
introspection time. So journaling and meditating. And I started just trying to think about things I used to do. I tried to really reflect on when was I the most happy? Who are the people that create that feeling of connection for me? And do I live by them? Can I reconnect with them? Or can I find new connections? And so looking to our past, I think is a really great place for you to get answers if you've already experienced something that you feel like you're missing. Mm -hmm. And it's the past is not always going to have the answers, but it's going to have a lot of clues for you. Right. You know, and so that was for me. And I realized, wow, I, I do want these things moving forward. And another question looking to your past self is what did you want to be when you grow up? Mm -hmm. When you were a little kid, what did you fantasize about? And for me, I always wanted to be a teacher. And as I got older, I realized I actually don't want to be a teacher. <laughs> Kids are so mean to teachers. Yeah. I didn't I didn't want to do any sort of parents. <laughs> yeah, I just was like, I don't want to be a teacher. And I kind of just left that. I was like, no. And then as I got older and in my early 20s, I started learning about life coaching mm-hmm. and what life coaches do. And then that desire to be a teacher came rushing back. And I was like, wow, I've always wanted to be a teacher. It's always been there. But now I just find I teach adults (laughs) and it's totally different. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it is. And so I think for me, I looked to my past self of like, what did I want to be when I grew up and how can I create that now? I think that's a great question for anyone feeling like they're lost or they're trying to reconnect with themselves. Maybe you did want to be a cake decorator when you were little. Maybe you wanted to be a professional <laughs> chef. <laughs> for Sonia, she's like, no yeah. way. No, I, I love, I do love cooking and baking. And that's, that's the thing that I do for people, but that's not anything I would want to do full time. Right. But um, I just love that question though, because I think at our core, our little kids selves, they knew exactly what they wanted Mm -hmm. and we can look to them for wisdom because they were so smart and it is totally realistic for anything you want to create. And so as I've moved towards coaching, I feel like I have found my calling, my passion, and I really am happiest right now when I'm creating and I'm connecting with myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, your little kid self did not have all of the requirements of being the mom and being the wife. Mm-hmm. She could think about herself independent of other people. Exactly. And I think that's a lot of that. I think that's why that question can be so important because we have a hard time seeing ourselves outside of everyone else's needs. Oh, I completely agree with you. I think that's a wonderful point because we do start getting influenced by outside forces as we go through mm-hmm. elementary school as, you know, very yeah. early age. So as early as you can find memories within your memory bank of yourself, just imagine what did you want to be? Who were you? You know, and it's it's going to ha- unlock a lot of great potential for you. Yeah. Well, I'm going to ask a, a question just out of curiosity. Yes. It, it does have to do with our topic, but you said that that you had this need, you know, once you got married. So 
how did you figure this out within your marriage, married to somebody who's an introvert and maybe doesn't want to go out? And was this a social discovery as well, rediscovery of self, or was it just a career rediscovery? Oh, it was definitely a social rediscovery. I think I definitely was, I believed that marriage was going to solve my social problems. Like, that he was going to be the person to solve all of my problems, to solve all of my disappointments and discouragements that he would be there. He's my all right. Yeah. We hear that all the time. Mm-hmm. And it didn't take me very long to realize like he didn't have the emotional bandwidth, even if he wanted to, he yeah. couldn't take care of me emotionally. Yeah. And I had to do that by myself. But as far as like figuring out that I was an extrovert and he was an introvert and figuring out all all of that out, that was a kind of a separate journey, but tied in together as well. I started learning a lot about who I was and who he was. I started reading a book called The um, Quiet by Susan Cain. Hmm. And so it's called Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking. Susan Kane is the author, and I will always give her credit for my initial breakthrough of that aha moment. And as I was reading about introversion, I was like, holy smokes. Like, there's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with him. Like, we're just so yeah. different. And that's what gave me the, it was her in a book that gave me permission to let him be and mm. stop wanting to change him. Yeah. For the things that he was or wasn't doing. Yeah. And after I let him be, I could let myself be as well. And mm-hmm. I could recognize that I don't, it doesn't make me a bad wife and it doesn't make me a bad person if I don't get all of my fulfillment out of my marriage. If I yeah. need friends, if I want to do other <laughs> things, if I want to get a degree and go to college and start a business and be a coach and be really social. And that gate, that's what gave me the permission to just relax and be myself. And what a gift to him too, right? Oh, exactly. He's like, finally, (laughs) it allowed him to breathe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that, I don't think that has anything to do necessarily with whether you're married to an extrovert or an introvert. We Mm -hmm. just, the minute we figure out that we are responsible. I am responsible for me and my happiness. And he is responsible for him and his happiness. The minute we do that, it's like everybody gets to just, you know, relax. I definitely agree. And um, that's just the niche I've chosen, right? But Mm. the message rings clear to everyone. The sooner you can just Because I also think that that's where a little of the euphoria when you're dating versus when you're married goes off is that when you're dating, you're just like, oh, their quirks are so cute. And this Uh is so great. (laughs) (laughs) And then you get married and you're like, I can't believe you're still doing that. And you expect them to change and you're expecting them to be different rather than embracing who they are and enjoying all of the good, the bad and the ugly about them and yourself. Yeah. No, that's, that's so funny because that's what I've always told my kids, you know, as they are dating, it's like, if there's something that's a little odd now, you are going to, if you don't learn to deal with it, 
then mm-hmm. you're you're really gonna let that get in between you and your partner oh definitely it's it's funny like you said it's it's cute and quirky until you're <laughs> married to it and then it's like what yep yeah that's funny all right what else do you have for us well there's so many things I could just keep talking <laughs> but I do think for anyone that is trying to reconnect with themselves is again, to focus on those moments that brought you lots of joy in your past and also create things in your mind of what you want to have. Maybe you have never felt really connected with yourself and that's okay. But if you were to be connected with yourself, what would that look like? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you've talked in previous episodes or maybe you will now about like your past, present and future self. And Mm -hmm we can learn so much about our past, our present and our future selves. And in the future, we can pre-imagine what it's like to be deeply connected with ourselves, Even if it feels totally unattainable, mm-hmm. we can imagine maybe what it could be like, or maybe we know someone look to somebody that feels like to you that feels like they have a really good connection with themselves or they've gone through a journey of self-discovery and imagine what it would be like for you. If you were also like that, if you loved yourself, if you felt like you knew exactly what you wanted, if you could just go into a store and say, I want all of these things. And that is what imagining in the future before it's ever happened. I think that's what allows us to be open to the possibilities of connecting with ourselves in new yeah. and different ways. Yeah. I like that looking for a model of that because mm-hmm. it's in theory, it sounds great. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, to connect with yourself, but for, for people who maybe aren't good at, they haven't ever really connected with their feelings. They're not really even sure what that looks like. It's just such a, you know, Mm-hmm. It's this gray kind of blobby thing out there and we don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get a handle on it. So looking to someone else as a model seems like a great idea. Yeah. And I know lots of people that I feel like they are very connected and in tune with themselves. Mm-hmm. And something I'll just add in here is you don't have to be like that person. Right. Because if they are, if they really like the color pink, and they always wear pink or they have pink decor in their house and you hate pink, that is one way of self-discovery for yourself and reconnecting with yourself to acknowledge and recognize, wow, she loves pink and it's just like part of her life. It's who she is. Pink is not my color. Mm -hmm. And that right there, that's negative, quote unquote, negative information, but it's also information for you to use because you're already connecting with yourself. Yeah. And so anytime it feels negative, it's not necessarily negative. Mm -hmm. No, that's because you're just chipping away at the things you don't know until you get to the things that you know. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I know. I think, you know, my, I always think about my grandmother when I think about this, because at she always cooked for everybody and took care of everybody. And at Christmas, everybody's favorite dessert was on the table. And I asked her once what her favorite was. And Mm -hmm. she couldn't answer. She didn't know, which Mm -hmm. I thought, 
that was such an aha moment for me, you know, and, and so we started talking about other favorites and she had given so much of herself to her family and, you know, to others for so long that she didn't even know. Yeah. Colors she liked, desserts she liked. And, you know, that's not to take, not to diminish anything from what she did, but I also hated that she couldn't know who she was. Exactly. I think I love that you bring that up because I think every single one of us listening knows somebody like that. Maybe it's your mom, a grandma, and I am a huge believer in selfless service and learning. Oh yeah. But there's gotta be a fine balance, right? And learning how to serve and give of yourself and still be connected with yourself. Yeah. Because I think for me, I have found, and um, I told Sonia, I've got a toddler now and I have found it so easy to just get lost in her world. And if I'm not consciously aware of the things I'm doing for myself to reconnect with myself, Mm -hmm. then I just turn into, oh, Hannah's favorite song is this. My favorite song is this. She <laughs> likes to eat this. I like to eat this. And you yeah. just blur into your toddler world. Yeah. And it's okay. But if you're feeling lost, there's probably a reason why you're not connecting with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's great advice. All right. So Aaron, if people are looking for you for coaching, then how, how can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Erin Woodruff Coaching. You can also go to my website, erinwoodruffcoaching.com. And there's a whole bunch of resources for you, but I do have two free quizzes. One is, are you married to an introvert? And the other one is, where do you fall? Where do you fall on the introvert extrovert spectrum? So you can learn a little bit about your partner and a little bit about yourself. And it just gives you some good ideas of how to manage your time a little bit better or navigate relationship conflicts and stuff like that yeah no that that's fun I my kids were laughing just the other day um because we took I think I don't remember which which kind of personality quiz it was but I was like (laughs) 90 percent introvert (laughs) (laughs) which kind of surprises people sometimes because I you know, it's not that I just sit at home and don't ever speak to anybody with my pocket protector and my book, you know? Oh yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's my preference. And so that was kind of funny. Yeah. And that's a conversation for another day, right? As, yeah. as far as like oh, yeah. introversion versus extroversion. And I think that's a big thing is that if you're an introvert, it doesn't mean you're shy and it doesn't mean you don't like doing things. And Mm-mm. Sonia, you're a great example of that. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. It's been so much fun to have you. Um, if you're looking for coaching from me, you can find me at soniagreencoaching.com. And you can also come over to the Coaches Cup Facebook page. We would love to hear your comments. Are you an extrovert married to an introvert? Or are you an introvert married to an extrovert? Mm-hmm. That might be fun to hear too, <laughs> but we'd love to hear your comments about this episode. And we'll see you next time. Thanks again, Erin. Thank you. Bye-bye.